I'm Sonny Liston, I'm Jack Dempsey, there's no one like me, I'm from their cloth. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous, my defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious, I want your heart, I want to eat his children. I was gonna rip his heart out, I'm the best ever. And we're back. <clears throat> you know, as we usually we do back. in a professional manner, we recap, you know, the great the the big boxing events of the weekend. Oh, what's that? What's that music going on? <laughs> <laughs> Is that Stone Cold? No. A little celebration. That's cool in the game. Because for the first time in remarkably, what is it, nine years? Is it Ten nine years, it? right? Man. 2013? Oh, no, yeah, nine. Yeah, when did he fight? He fought. Mayweather in 2013? Yeah, 2013. He got that stupid tattoo on his shoulder, him and all his brothers. Think he was going to go in there with one of the greatest of all times and get a W. It didn't happen. And last Saturday night, it also didn't happen. <laughs> All right, let's get serious. So this is Canelo versus Mayweather two part two. I mean, I'm just gonna go out and live. I think Bivol was a little better than Mayweather. You know, he, <laughs> he he stole more punishment. I mean, I mean, as I told you when the scorecards were announced, even Floyd Mayweather didn't unanimous decision a Canelo Alvarez. <laughs> right. Wow. Um, how do we get into something that we've been waiting for? It's like Christmas, you know? You have Christmas, and you're waiting for that, that Sega Genesis game, and you actually got the game you wanted, and you don't even know how to react. You're so happy. You're just like, you don't even know how to be. It's like you got too much stuff for Christmas. Yeah, it's but you got exactly what you wanted, you know? So it's, it's what what are your thoughts, you know? Let's, let's, let's be a little serious. Let's, let's, let's pay the respect. What are my thoughts? Yeah. Um, well, I think the first thing was just that they got the, you know, they, they, I saw a fight judged against Canelo and I just, I couldn't believe yeah. it, you know, Staggering. honestly, not, not even, I'm not even trying to be funny or anything, but it was just, I was surprised, especially too. When you got the three scorecards at 115, 113. Oh, we're going to get into that too. Yes. Um, Yeah, I was just like, oh, wow. They got Canelo as win. But I was just surprised they got Bavar. And um, that's the first thing that jumped out was they got the score. Um, Second thing. Well, we can jump into narratives and all that other stuff after, but let's just talk the actual fight. Okay. So Canelo comes out very aggressive early on. Yes. And I think it was intentional. Definitely. I think Canelo is also aware of his capabilities in the ring and what he's up against. I don't think he's dumb. Right. That's for sure. No, he's a very smart fighter. I agree. So... I, I honestly thought that he wanted to catch up of all cold with something and hurt him. Right. And kind of take the momentum of the fight to where a guy like Baval, who was a boxer, maybe if he gets cracked too hard or, or too often, too early, he might just fall into a pattern of just boxing. Going to a shell. And staying on the outskirts of the yeah. fight, you know? Yeah. Of exchanges. So that's what I thought Canelo did. I also know Canelo knew that in the second half of the fight, he was more likely to slow down. <laughs> he was and, done. As you pointed out, his hair was not looking too great, starting around round right. four to five. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, <laughs> earlier than that, I was telling you that I feel like he was winning already coming into the he fight. Was drinking, I don't know. He was drinking a lot of the, the water in the first swig going back to the corner. Right. Right, we we even joke like he was drinking the water that was trickling down from his hair, you know, when they poured the water over the top of his head because he was tired, man. That boy was gassed early. <laughs> but I think he came out to to try to gain momentum, and then too, like a lot of this stuff just ties into it for him to try a strategy like this was to, I guess he's you know very confident and believing yes. in his power. Yes, this is where I was so, going. Yes, there was. 
say he is to me. I mean, after this fight, we clearly see like 175 is his max. You know, right. like this is his peak. Um, this is probably not the weight class he should be fighting at. Real 175, not not I'm fighting right. Kovala. But not aside from that. Aside from that as well, I was going to say to me, I thought. Although the size did play a difference in the physicality of just fighting a, a, a 175-pounder, I felt like this loss was more... I would lean this loss more towards if, like, I was doing a uh, uh, pie percentage. Right. I, I believe... I forgot, the, I forgot the show that does it, but the blame pie. All right? Blame so where pie. Would you, where would you put it? Um, I would put, like... 70% of that towards just tactical yes or yeah. strategy right as they say um but yeah I thought it was more strategy than anything because if he knew he wanted to come out early and assert himself and try to hurt him early and just take control of the fight did he not plan for that not to work yeah well I mean clearly because he had no and well this is where I would take uh you said seventy percent, so I'd I'd put a good like you know I'd put another ten percent on the size and I just I'd I'd put the other twenty percent on just his hubris, his um his arrogance that has mm-hmm. developed. Because one thing that <clears throat> became apparent to me as we got to the probably around the fifth or sixth round, I started like it started like kinda occurring to me like, Oh, Canelo's it's not just that he's gotten the boxing the general fans to believe the hype you know he he believes the hype because and I told you this too like um he he's he's done this for a while he I know people like to say he is great he's a great counter puncher he is and he has really fast hands and he does but he does he's not like the sharpest technically he's he can he can be very sloppy and mm-hmm. he's gotten into this thing. He's believed his own hype because he's been fighting these guys who are, regardless of what it says on the scales and where he's coming from and whatever yada yada. Like they're not in league. Yeah, they're yeah. He's he's physically bigger than them, so he's been able to really go through the same patterns of, you know, kind of. Even if it's not with punch outputs that shows up on the the compu box, we're just you know, grinding them down and then eventually knocking them out. I mean, look what happened with Plant. Plant was boxing his ears off, but Canelo's just a bigger guy and he just kind of wore him down and it's just like, he's just bigger than him. And it's just, you know, but Canelo Canelo knew he could do that. Bigger and I think more importantly, just stronger. Yeah. Yeah. So when he couldn't do that, when I saw he couldn't do that, you know, against Bavar, um, I was like, well, and I was like, okay, so you, he can't do that. And we already know, as we've been saying for, since the Kodo fight, probably before, right? Mm-hmm. Canelo is, he has terrible stamina. Now, right. we're not going to get into any Teddy Atlas things or whatever, but he's just like, he just has, his stamina is, you can go, and I, this is what pissed me off about the broadcast, too, is like, oh, he's, I've never seen Canelo this tired. I'm like, Danny Jacobs, right. you were yeah, in the ring like, with him. He was gassed in your fight. It's a pattern every one of his fights around the, sometimes it happens really early. I mean, against Billy Joe Saunders, a fight that he had, you know, there's no way in hell Billy Joe had a chance of winning that fight. He was fucking gassed. I mean, he's been gassed midpoint in the fight for the last, you know, decade. So it's what is like, he using? like, is he using eighty-seven? What's that? Is he using eighty-seven? <laughs> I guess, man. He's not What's using that on, ninety-one. Man? He needs to be using that that Chevron with Tecron, man. Um, <laughs> Maybe he's changing the fuel injectors. Or yeah. Something. So with, when you when you combine those two things, when you say, okay, well, you're not big enough to really out physical this guy, and you're going to get tired, well. We got the makings for an ass kicking. This was this is what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, what else? What else too? Though that we not not to interrupt. Go ahead, finish what you're well, saying. Well, I'll just say that um, with the makings of an ass whooping, he he should probably be thankful that he was in the ring with a, a guy with 300 amateur fights, a true sportsman, a true gentleman of the sport. I would say <laughs> because if he was in there with a Joe Smith Jr. 
or a better BF. Yeah, he would have looked great, you know, a little better early. It would have been more spectacular. <clears throat> but the ending would have been, um, you know, the fucking Challenger exploding. It, it wouldn't have been mm-hmm. it wouldn't have been good because those guys close the show differently. Bivol closes the show, you know, with the Matador cape and, you know, coasting to the finish line. Like, the the other guys in 175, the other top three guys do not do that. They they would they would put them out. The like, there's what 100% without a doubt. They would have put him out. Like, he would have got some good licks in. It would have looked great early, but they would have put him out because Bavar for a he had a few a few times late um where he kind of really pressed it on and Danny brought it up you know he was like well it looks like he could stop him if he wanted to because Canelo was beyond gassed but you know Bavar just doesn't crack like that and he doesn't really commit that way so um yeah it was just it was just the, all the like everything we talked about of like, oh, this seems like a bad idea. Why is he taking this fight? The, right? Wasn't that the theme of our, our preview pod? Is like, why yeah, is he we, taking this fight? Yeah, because we watched. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. And you know, we forgot about him, but you know, once we refreshed our great boxing, yeah, I was IQ, like, this is, and yeah, we we're like, this guy's pretty good. So I don't know. It made but, no, yeah. I will say the other tactical error. Well, maybe stamina. Well, this ties into it too. Like, doesn't have change of pace. You know, no, no. He's just throwing fastballs. Oh, you know? the whole fucking fight. He's yeah. Like, he's like, uh, who just come out with the heat in the ninth? Well, he, in he's the ninth a closer. Inning. He's like a yeah. fucking a closer or the the eighth inning setup guy who knows he just has you know twelve pitches, so he's gonna throw fucking a hundred miles an hour every pitch. Yeah. I just feel like he's, and in this fight, especially with a boxer like Bavall, he can catch the rhythm of your punches if they're coming the same way every time. Yeah. He can brace for them. He knows what to expect. But Canelo, he never really, he never really touches you up. It's like everything is just, and you can see it in his training. He's just constantly, his training is like. It's all power down the street. Yeah. Yeah. It's all power based. Um, and then too, like, yeah, I think that, that to me that's the big thing because you can't be that confident to where you think you're gonna net, get this guy out in four to five rounds. A guy who's never lost. The night's over. <laughs> right. A guy who's never lost, and you didn't even weight drain. Like you just think you're gonna fucking yeah. The that's why you know that's why I was nervous. I was like, well, does Canelo and his camp know something about Bivol? You know, is there an injury that was undisclosed that they know? Because I was like, because like we talked about, like, just on paper, this was really stupid. Like, I know people are, you know, he's taking the angle of I want to challenge myself. And like, no, this is stupid. You thought you were going to come up and knock out a fucking light heavyweight. And you got taken to school and gassed the fuck out. And you're lucky that you were in there with a a, a fucking uh, a boxing purist. and You didn't get fucking put to sleep. Um, right, and then too that you know, uh, I don't want to kick a man while he's down. No, you know, we're kicking and we're stopping years. because we had to watch. I mean, dude, look at the guys he's fought over the years. Right, we've had I to hear wanted... about all these boxing writers who you know they know so much about the sport, anointing this guy as a pound for pound number one because he's knocking out fucking bums. Like left, not bum. You know, I don't want to be disrespectful to the guy he's fought, but people he's overmatched. You know what Kovalev? I will say is a fucking bum. The guy he fought was a bum. That Kovalev was the bum. Um, right. And we've had to just sit here and eat this shit as this guy as being the the face of boxing. It's like no fuck right. that. <laughs> fuck. And that. then afterwards, they're they're trying to feed us more shit, man. Because I go on Twitter and I listen to everybody, and there's people still debating like, no, Canelo's still pound for pound number one. Like, it's like no, you're not. You're not pound for pound number one. Right. Yeah. And, and I mean, the list is irrelevant, but it just goes to show, like, Yeah, it's it's because he's built it on this foundation of bullshit. And it's just like, I don't know, these people who think he's like some boxing god or something. It's like, ugh. The thing, too, like, I keep seeing on Twitter, like, oh, Canelo, he dared to be great. 
And you know he's always challenging himself. But okay, so did Mikey honestly, Garcia. Honestly, if you look at if you look at the pound right. pound list when he lost to Earl Spence. If you look at his resume since Triple G, I mean, Dude. this was his best. This was his toughest fight, and Dude. I think we we both knew that going like previewing the uh, the fight. Like this was his toughest, actually most competent opponent since he fought Triple G. This was his. So this was the first time he's fought somebody since Triple G that wasn't like compromised in some way right i mean other than right was danny jacobs i feel like danny jacobs was at some catch weight too wasn't he i I can't remember no i think that was at 168 i think Uh, so he fought jacobs or maybe it was at 164 it was i I feel like there was some weird thing okay so we're talking about rocky fielding then he fights danny jacobs after that right he got he got kind of spooked so then he goes on a run of kovalev calem smith Somebody named Advil Yerdrim, right? Yeah. <laughs> Billy Joe Saunders, and then um, Caleb Plant. And, you know, everybody's telling me this is like, this guy's the best thing since fucking Muhammad Ali. historic win. Yeah. Right. I just, yeah. Well, I... You know, Canelo's a, a great boxer. Um, obviously, even in the loss, you can see why he is successful, you know? I mean,. Strong. Um, he still has the has skills, and I mean, if I, I have to give him credit, I mean, he's tough. He has a good yeah. chin. Yeah, I'll say that. Yeah, chin and that confidence. Those those he has the intangible. So yeah, but we're not that, we're never not saying that he's not a great fighter. We're just no. saying he's not the goat. I mean, no, hell no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, c- come on, whatever. But I will I will say like that confidence is. You know what? What led him down this road of thinking he was this good, um, right? But, and, and then there's too, a like, version of Canelo that could have went in there and made this a real fight and got and got a and got a win, but not the version that trained for three months for this fight, who thought he was just gonna go in there and knock him out. Right, and then too, like I don't know, in terms of ranking Canelo, because there's been these fighters of the 2000s that have had the runs. You know, they had Floyd, you had Manny. Right. Um, you had Hopkins. Um, I mean, to me, those are the three, like, standout fighters of the past, like, 20 years or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So, I don't... To me, I don't think he, like, approaches that level of greatness on that level with those with those three. No, you know the weird but, part is, but his hype has been in the wave that he's carried is like he is the best fighter of, of ever. I mean, shit, the way they carry, you know, they treat him like he's Sugar Sugar Ray Leonard. It's, it's insane. Um, you know the the weird thing you brought up those guys like two of those guys are like really defensive fighters who some of their not not some a, a large majority of their fights were uh, not crowd pleasing. You would say right, right, but. Their fights, for some reason, still like the event of their fight still felt like more fun. You know, it had uh-huh. more. You know what I mean? Like it had more, uh, more entertainment value to it, and um, it just hasn't been fun. You know? Yeah, I agree. Um. All right. So after the fight, you know, he says the usual. Well, he said some ridiculous shit. Um, also, he said he said he thought he won the fight, but okay, whatever. Oh, that's what I was gonna bring up. We have to talk about the the judges, right? Yes, you know they 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 scored it for the right man, but all judges, I believe, gave Canelo all first all all four first rounds, four right, right off the bat, which means if Bavall didn't win that twelfth round, the fight would have been a draw. So, you know, right. I know people are like happy because they got it right. But I mean, the fight was, you know, not a draw like by any stretch. And um, yeah, I mean, he had to win the 12th round to make it to, you know, to keep it from being a draw. So um, that's, that's kind of insane. That's right? insane. Just thinking about the fight we watched and then how close it came to being some more fucking bullshit. But again, this is right. a guy who got a judge to score. You know the Mayweather fight for him, a fight which he got completely dominated. But so. well, he got the one eighteen one ten against Triple G, right? Yes. Uh, exactly. I, I think to me that's that. even more egregious. I forgot about that. Right? Yeah. 
I mean, how ridiculous is that? So, so you bring up Triple G, so that's a good segue. But oh no, there's more. There's more. Okay. There's more. All right. There's there's always there's a reason for this tragic okay. event, Canelo <laughs> losing, um, because what I'm also hearing is that um, the the vegan diet. Ah yes, yes. The vegan diet. You know, Tim Bradley's actually talked about. Remember, he was going vegan, right? At certain points for his fight, right? So, do you think the vegan diet played a factor? Um, performance. When did he start going? Did he go vegan for the training camp? I think at least around before or before this fight for sure. Yes. If if he went vegan before he made the decision to sign the contract to fight Bavar, then yes, we can we can blame the vegan diet for clouding his brain for taking mm-hmm. this fight. But uh, I I don't know. No, I would say no. That's just a bullshit excuse. I mean, I would say. Just just thinking logically, you're having your biggest fight in 10 years. You probably shouldn't make drastic changes to your diet, you know, <laughs> but, um, you know, his his team decided to do to, to do so. It, it is a little strange why you would do that. You know, maybe you do that when you're fighting, you know, one of the lesser guys that I just rattled off. Um but maybe not for this fight. Probably not a good idea. <clears throat> but um, yeah, but I think, like I said, I think, like we stated earlier, I think he bought into his own hype and the hype that everyone has given him, man. Right. Because to me, I don't think he assessed this as his toughest fight. No, he did. I think yeah. he just saw this as another opponent. Yeah, and the vegan thing would be something he could bring up in the press conference of like, oh, I did this and I did this on this great vegan diet. And now, you know, come get my new Canelo line of vegan meals, <laughs> whatever. Then I also, I watched a, a video. I've, uh-huh. well, I've watched a lot of videos. Yes. And uh, his former promoter, well, other people have said it too. Like they said, Canelo is playing a lot of fucking golf lately. A you lot of golf. Uh, Dan, Dan Rafio asked him at the press conference what he was going to do the next the next day. And he said, on Sunday, and he said, I'm going to get up and go play golf. <laughs> so, yeah. Also, so, right. I mean, Delahoy is. said he what? He was saying that, he was saying that, you know, golf is, it's a strenuous uh, <laughs> sport, you know. You're standing, doing a lot of standing around. You're out uh, there seven to eight hours a day. So, you know what? It would definitely define his, uh, the pace of his fights. Um. Yeah, he fights at a golf-like pace. Um, right. <clears throat> bad back-to-back weeks Wait. for a uh, great trainer, Eddie Eddie Re- Reynoso, right? Yeah, I would say, yeah. I mean, Oscar Valdez completely the Cuban schooled. school of boxing. Yeah, completely schooled with no plan B whatsoever. Um, and pretty much the same thing happens to, you know, Canelo. Back-to-back weeks. Um, I don't know if he stressed himself too thin, but... Uh, yeah, not a good two weeks for Mr. Reynoso. Yeah. Um, I don't know where else we're going to go with this, but... Um, why don't we talk about Bavar for a second? You know, we've been talking about a lot of Canelo. Okay, well, Let's yes. Let's talk a little bit about Bavar. Um, Very disciplined. Great game plan. Right? Can you Can you speak to just what you thought of his game plan and just sticking to it? More specifically, just the discipline of sticking to it. Yeah, I thought, I mean, he just, I think he studied Canelo. I think he really wanted this fight. A lot of times, and this is something else, like, they said that he's been asking for this fight. And that he was actually willing to go down to 168 for this fight. But um, I guess they wanted to fight at 175. Canelo wanted it for the belts. So... had Canelo on his radar. I mean, when and, a guy is, um, when it, when, it's like that old saying, you know, when it, when you challenge a guy to fight, he's like, yeah, let's do it. You know, maybe, maybe don't fight that guy. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. But to me, he just came out. I think he just wanted to, I don't know. 
if he let Canelo dictate early early part of the fight, or if he just that was his plan to let Canelo come out and and be aggressive, because he just kind of sat back, you know, and just touched him up a little bit. You can see as the fight progressed, like he slowly just started turning it up, round by round. By the end of the fight, like he's actually inviting Canelo in and they were like head to head in several instances where Canelo was in close with them right to where Canelo could try to get some damage but I think Baval knew at that point when when you see a boxer like Baval doing that he he knows he's got you yeah so yeah. it was not a good sign he's got for nothing for him um but yeah I thought he did good man he, he, was, he used his jab he he kept the the distance you know Canelo had to um, it wasn't just walk in and just start laying on the guy and and, and going to town like no, no. Bavar didn't really give Canelo what he did a great job at is staying off the ropes was number one. Yeah, he stayed off the ropes and then two, what he didn't do was buy into Canelo's BS because Canelo was trying to lure him into the ropes and try to show some bravado and I think that's when he knew he had Canelo beat. Right, because that's just sometimes that's just a sign of frustration. Yeah, that's what he's um, like. Well, I can't really do much. Can you please come and make it easier for me? Yeah, but the last few rounds, like he put it on Canelo for he sure. Did. He did. Um, and I was I was happy that not that he put it on Canelo, but that unlike a lot of the other guys, like he didn't assume he had to fight one, like to win the 12th round. He clearly did it. Thank, thankfully, right. because or else we'd be having a different uh, tone to this podcast right now. Yeah, for sure. And then too, another thing like demeanor was excellent. Like he, he was great the whole fight. I think that was one of the things that I was concerned about coming into the fight was how would he react on this stage? Because there was a few rounds where the, they tried to bring, they tried to fight for Canelo, you know? Right, they right. They really tried to get Canelo going. And all it takes is a couple of punches to get the crowd roaring. And that's the way he's judges too. Um, but, yeah, I thought he fought a very good, disciplined fight. And to me, it's it would be only a preview of, what he could do in the rematch because I think in the rematch, no, there's not going to be. He probably rematch, lets his combinations go a little bit more. There's not going to be a rematch. I mean, uh, again, when, it, when you talked about how he was willing to fight Canelo at any weight, he was eager for it. He also was had no. He was like, "Yeah, sure, let's do it." <laughs> I right. mean, he's already felt what Canelo has power wise. Unless Canelo's going to like drain him on the scales, there's there's not going to be a rematch. I mean. It's it's not gonna be you know you brought this up um you know Shane fighting uh Vernon Forrest twice right mm-hmm. or Winky and Winky Wright twice right yeah like sometimes a guy, guy you know just move on you know <laughs> this guy's got your number man just just move on this is not the guy for you yeah um I I did send out a tweet after the fight that you know would have been smart it's smarter for him to. This fight Triple G at 168 than oh, it is to I, rematch. I don't even know why we're pretending like that's not. The zone is going to give him, you know, a fucking. I know he already is rich, but a fucking mansion's worth of full of money. It's like what? What do we pretend? And it's clearly an easier fight. It's a fight that, you know, um, he'll most definitely be heavily favored in. Like realistically too. I mean, Triple G is slower. Um, the pace will be a lot more for, you know, you know, what Canelo can handle um, size wise. though, You know, he'll probably be a little. I don't know. They're probably about the same size at this point. He's probably bigger than him. Um, yeah, it's a it's a well, he's actually he's, he's used to fighting at the higher weight classes. With yeah, he's been at 160 his whole career. Yeah, it's 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 a <clears throat> fight. So I don't know why they're pretending like they're going to think about it. And it's just like, are you dumb? But it's just like. It's going to be, you know, Mexican Independence Day weekend. Just close out the trilogy. You know, you already got the bad taste in your mouth from this loss. You know, this is an, this is an easy, not an e- it won't be an easy fight. I don't think so. But in his view, it's like, why wouldn't you take this? What what are you going to do? You're going to go fight the winner of Joe Smith Jr. and uh, uh, Berter BF? Like, are you crazy? 
first of all, you don't even you you won't even you don't even qualify for the the winner. Maybe the loser of that fight. Um, yeah. So yeah. <clears throat> so do you think <clears throat> you think that's the fight we see next for sure? Yeah, I think this is all just kind of gamesmanship. I mean, this is um, this is just you know negotiating uh you know trying to shave down some points on on either side to try to make a few extra bucks i mean this is it'd be lunacy to not to not fight i mean you know it's like i you know how we feel about canelo but even i wouldn't expect him to lose a triple g i mean i wouldn't be surprised if triple g won but i mean i would expect canelo to be triple g i mean triple g is 40 you know it's like yeah come on um yeah, I mean, and I actually thought I the the orders the order should have been he should have fought Triple G first, first, and then got that you know in theory got the win and then did the big step up challenge to go to one seventy five. Um. Yeah, so yeah, I, I I think he's fighting Triple G next. I don't think there's any question about that. And then people, you know, his fans are kind of telling them themselves a little bit when they're talking about he's daring to be great by going up to one seventy five. They're all acknowledging that the Kovalev fight was a joke. Yeah, they are. <laughs> <laughs> because it was. I mean, the first, I can't, first of all, he took a nap, you know. Uh, he was napping like two minutes before the fight started. Um, he wakes up from his nap. You know, they bullshit around for 30 minutes. The first legitimate punch he landed, Kovalev is in the hospital. I mean, come on. Yeah. Um. But yeah, all right. We'll have plenty of time to. <clears throat> Talk about uh, Triple G and Canelo Because I'm I look, That's next There's no way that's not next I know Canelo loves himself else? But he also there's loves so money much, There's so much to unpack with Canelo But Well I, I think the, we can... the first The first sign that I knew Because it was kind of surreal right Because you're always watching it in two frames You're always watching it in reality And then in the back of your head You're like yeah but the judges are Seeing something else And this is the fix mm-hmm. is in but the first sign that I got that, you know, something, you know, the upset was not the, well, yeah, the upset because he was a huge underdog, but um, this wasn't his night was uh, Chris Mannix's unofficial scorecard right. was massively in Bavall's favor. And I was like, well, wait a minute. Like, usually, you know, the, the star fighter is going to get the, the hand job treatment from the from the broadcast, but it was like. I think it was I think it was something like fucking six to two or something crazy like and I was not crazy but something like realistic like that and I was like well wait a minute <laughs> we right. might have we might have something here yeah I think uh, a lot of people were upset with the scorecards um, I mean it did seem like he won those first few rounds just off of aggression right but I mean they could have gone either way. But definitely after like five, like the first half of the fight, like like sweeping rounds. Yeah, yeah. So um, it would have been a tough sale. I mean, Canelo had one comeback round, I believe. Yeah, I think it was uh, either the ninth or the tenth. The ninth. Yeah. It had to be the the yeah. ninth round. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's where the scorecard things get tricky, man. You know, one round here, one round there. You know. Yeah. No, we are one round away you know? from some bullshit. That right, round was so. smart too. I mean, that comeback Canelo round in the ninth was really more of when you when you look at in totality was um, Bavar um, kind of letting Canelo shoot like his last his last load to right. really gas himself out, and then he just closed the show from there. He's like, "All right, now you're done," and then you know he just kind of you know brought it on home from there. Right, and then let me ask you another thing because I saw on Twitter like. Some kind of said that Canelo stopped trying or conceded defeat I after a while. That. Did you feel like that? Yeah, I didn't. I, didn't I feel did. That no, I, I did. I did feel that a little bit. Definitely not in that ninth round because, uh, you know, because the round was kind of give. It was it was kind of given to him, right? There was no activity on the other end, but I did feel there were moments of the fight where, you know, he kind of just looked like. Like he was kind of packing in it, packing it in a little bit. Um, I I I think one of the one of the telltale signs too was um, 
he's been landing this little, you know, his little uppercut that he likes to set up against these guys. He's way bigger than to, to kind of end the show or set mm-hmm. up the end. And so first he couldn't land it. And then he, when he was landing it, he landed one or two that it didn't have the effect he thought it would have. And then one was partially blocked or, uh, so I, I think that was kind of like one of the, the signs, the first signs where it kind of deflated him a little bit. And you can kind of see, he was like, well, I'm, I'm building everything towards this and now this isn't working. So I did feel that I did get that sense a little bit. I, I can see where people said that because he, he did mm-hmm. at certain points feel like he was packing it in. Um, but that's what happens when you're in there with a master boxer, man. You know, yeah, that's what fucking happens. You know, they make, yeah. they make you make that that have that conversation with yourself for like, do I want to sell out and just maybe possibly get knocked out or do I just want to take my unanimous decision loss and go home? Right. Yeah. Overall, I mean, great night. It was great. Overall, great night. I mean, the reason we're recording this on a Wednesday night is because we've been partying straight. Three nights, baby. <laughs> Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. We've just been partying nonstop. Um, all right, let's let's talk qu- quickly. There's a, a big main event coming up. Rematch at the uh, Charlo and Costano. Yeah, part two at the Home Depot. Set. Well, Dignity Sports Health Center. Dignity Health Center, right? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, the odds are pretty good in this fight. I didn't look him up. Let me let me pull him. Yeah, up. I think uh, have him up. Costano is a plus one sixty. So, ooh, really? Yeah. So, really? We're yeah. thinking this is going to be a, another close fight. I've because Car- Charles only like a minus. He it's not even a two hundred. He's like a minus. No, minus two twenty five. The over under currently is is ten and a half. And then, will the fight go the distance is a minus 230. So, I mean, they're just assuming it goes the distance and, what, Charlo gets the, could, the nod on the scorecards this time. Or it could go either way, yeah. I, I I would encourage people to go and watch the first fight just to get familiar with it again. That um, This wasn't like some kind of scrappy underdog just, you know, um, you know, like out-efforting Charlo or whatever, like. No, this was like legit, you know, great effort, great game plan by Castano. Um, You've taken it to him. Not, yeah, taking it to him, but doing it in a very smart way. And, I mean, a lot of people had him winning the first fight, and a lot of people were pissed at the scorecards, and I, I could definitely see that. Yeah, no, for sure. I thought it was a loss, and it ended up being a draw. Um, but, yeah, we know this with Jermail. Like, he's a really good fighter. But I don't know. It seems like he's banking on his power more. Yes. Um, well, yeah, you brought this up in the past. Like um, he he maybe overvalues his power. Would you say that's a fair criticism? I don't think he's overvaluing it because I think it's real. Um, he did hurt Castano in yeah. the last fight. Yeah. But, yeah, you got to – set it up or I don't know it just feels like the other guys can just dictate the fight to him that's my bigger and, issue um, yeah his, uh, Harrison I mean even though Harrison got knocked out in the rematch same like, thing, it was though. still a fight he set the tone and like yeah that's the one thing I really I, I don't like um, he he really I guess I guess where you can say he kind of struggles Charlo's ring gen- ring how how ring do you say that sir? Ring generalship. Yes. Yeah. yes, that. I mean the counter to that though would be that he doesn't, he's, he's adaptable and he can win in, you know, in any different in different ways cuz he has to adapt to whatever somebody's well, bringing yeah, to you. Yeah, some but, fighters are, are are naturally good at that, you know, like Terrence Crawford or yeah, Mayweather or something yeah. like that, but some guys are no, like you're about to lose this fight, you better fucking start doing something. Yeah. Man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And he he kind of borders he plays at those margins, you know, like it's not like it's clean. And oh yeah, you see he's setting them up for something like no, it's like sometimes he's just pulling stuff out of his ass, you know. Yeah, he he comes right up to the right up to the right up to the line. 
Um, you get what I'm saying, though. No, right? no, I understand. I I completely agree. It's like um, there there's points in a fight where you're you you kind of you have that moment where like oh, this isn't part of the plan. <laughs> it's <just> like. <laughs> This isn't part of what you're trying to do. It's like you're just kind of just fucking skating by here. All right. Um, he's definitely good enough to do it. I mean, he's, you know, he's definitely good enough to do it. But my concern about this this fight is um, I'm just expecting Castano to be better than mm-hmm. he was because he had the training camp, like, of his life, right? But now he's kind of been in there with him. He knows he can kind of, yeah. I just think he's going to be a little bit better. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm it, not sure. And it kind of took mean, him a little bit to get started to the first fight. I don't think it'll take him a little bit to get started the second, because now, right? Because now the respect is kind of not out the window, but it's 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 not as high as it was before. Because to him, he feels like he he won the first fight. Right. I will say though that. W- he did have a biceps injury, correct? Yes. Sometimes, because this this fight was supposed to happen like last month or two months ago or something right, like that. Right. So I don't know how significant that injury was. Um, I mean, obviously the fight's proceeding now, but you know, you never know. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, I, I expect this if if Castano's healthy. I expect this to be another fight that's going to go down to the wire. And I mean, I think Charlo's going to probably have to score at least some knockdowns in this fight. If you can't keep doing that, man, it's like you just can't, can't keep like, you know, it's like that team. Like you can't just keep, um, playing those close games and thinking this, you know, you're going to win out. Right. Um, yeah, but yeah, it should be a fun one though. And then the, the X factor to me too, is that, um, you know, it's at the Step Up Center. I mean, we're talking like it seats eight thousand people. It's a shoebox of a of a place. I mean, that's like the dog pound, man. It's gonna be. It brings a different atmosphere. I don't know if Charlo's ever fought there before. Um, I don't think so. Maybe yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I I just expect it to be not as a main event. No. Yeah, they've been fighting a lot in Texas. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So to me, that's an X so, factor, um, just the atmosphere, because that 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 venue breeds like this um, this Mexican style, you know, the the going to war, and um, that would definitely favor Castano. Um, yeah, but it sh- it should be a good one. Also fighting that night is a uh, Kovalev is fighting, um, <laughs> is making his long way to return to the ring. Mm-hmm. Are you interested in this fight at all? See the odds are close. That's all I see. Is he so, is, is he fighting like an actual boxer or MMA fighter? I have no clue. I don't know. I don't know who it is. I think oh. his name is Pulev or something. I don't know what. I don't know who he's fighting. Tervel Pulev. But when when I was telling you about the great schedule that's upcoming, that fight wasn't one of the ones that I was alluding to. Oh yeah, he is a boxer. Yeah. Wow. Um, no, I mean, there's also, uh, Benavides and Lemieux. I don't know if you were talking about, if you had that one on your radar. Well, Benavides is, I mean, he's a massive favorite, obviously, but I'm talking about yeah. just, and now, of... honestly, these guys are kind of like, now Benavides, I think his name kind of loses a little steam now that Canelo lost. Yeah, definitely. You know, it makes like checking for his fight. That's yeah, interesting. No yeah. knock on him, but I'm just telling you the truth. Like you know, it kind of takes the steam away because you're thinking like, all right, this guy's in line next to fight Canelo, but no, Canelo lost. Yeah. So. And I don't, I don't mean you know in terms of it's gonna be. I just mean like there's going to be fireworks in that fight. Like Lemieux is definitely somebody like you're going to have to put down. He's <laughs> you know. Right. <laughs> um. So I I don't know I think it'll be entertaining, and um, the week after that, uh, Javante Davis Davis and uh, Rolando Romero finally meet. Man, Javante Davis is a massive favorite in this fight. Um, well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> come on. 
Oh man. But Riley's great, man, at just talking shit on Twitter. Like yeah. he's elite. If there's yeah. a pound for pound list, like it's like challenging Well, he probably won't be around as long, but like just in the short <laughs> in the in the the time he's been present on social media, like I mean, he's right up there with like a prime broner or something like yeah. that, you know? Yeah. Just in terms of like the content. Yeah. Um yeah, he's talking a lot of shit. I watched some video today where he's just like, I just, I don't like the way Devin Haney looks. I was like, whoa. <laughs> you need to calm down. Well, Devin Haney, according to you, signed his life away to fight uh, Kimbosis twice in Australia. One of the fights that's coming up. Yeah. It's on the... June 5th. It's about got... a little less than a month away. There's some. There's a couple other fights I saw. Don- they were like, Donaire's, oh, damn. fighting yes. monster. Um, there you June, go. That's June another great 7th. fight. Yeah. So. No, it's some, I mean boxing's in. There's some good good fights coming up. I think Boots is on the undercard this weekend. Oh really? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He is. He is. So. You're, you're definitely right. Um, if anybody haven't haven't hasn't seen him fight, I mean, well, you should. If you listen to this podcast, you definitely have seen him fight because you're you're actually into some did some serious boxing. Um, right. It's kind of start. It's it's time for him to start. You know, making his that next step. You know. Yeah. Right. Like, for sure. It's, yeah. It's, it's. I it's, mean, he's been on a lot of show boxes. I know yeah. That it's, for sure. But it's it's time to step up, man. It's time for that bridge. Um. Well, he's got to get a dancing partner. Yeah, that's true. It's hard to get a dancing partner. You know, nobody nobody want to go to sleep. You know, Keith Thurman ain't ain't doing that dance. No, no. Keith Thurman's still holding out hope to. To get a, to bring Sean Porter out of retirement or something, you know? Yeah, I know. I don't know what's what's going on with the the welterweight scene. Yeah, I guess they're just going to be on hold until Spencer Crawford, Crawford gets yeah. made. As as it should be, damn it. We should all we should all there should be a strike until that fight is made. I wonder when that fight's going to actually get signed. I would hope sometime in the next couple months. Because it would be it would be dope if it got signed now, and then you just that shit's just out. Yeah. In the ether. Yeah. For months and, and months and knows. months. Yeah. To me, that'll build my, to me, that builds up more hype for it. But what do I know? Yeah. What do you I'm know? I'm not a boxing promoter. All right. Oh, well, let me, let me bring up one other thing. I know you don't really care about this list, but like who, with Canelo losing and um, showing that he is a, a, a mortal. Right. <laughs> Um, I mean, what what would you? Who would be your pound for pound number one fighter? I guess I mean, or who is the best fighter currently? Uh, the best fighter currently, or who what the list is? Because those are two different things, right? Yeah, but I guess what's most important is who do you think is the best fighter right now? Right now, for me, it would be uh, it would be Spence. Spence is the best fighter. Uh, for for me personally, it would be Spence mm-hmm. one, one B, Crawford. That would be that okay. would be that would be my list. Because I feel like, I mean, I know it's recency bias, so we haven't seen it in a minute. But to me, like, I don't know. Usyk was uh, what he did against yeah, Joshua. Yeah, you know what? I would swap out. I'd do Spence, Usyk, Crawford. Those three would share share the top. And then I guess after that you gotta gotta put like Fury and um, the monster would probably be there. Um, shit, I guess probably Loma, right? Canelo, huh? you still got yeah, Canelo too, right? Canelo. Uh, I'm drawing a blank. This is this is where I've become a casual. No, it's fine. I was just more interested in who do you think the current best fighter in the world is. For me, it's still for me, it's Spence. I mean, the what he did uh, last month was just fuck, like just mind blowing to me. But mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm I know I'm partial to Spence, and not so not a lot of people feel that way. But I would do Spence one, and then one B would be Crawford, and then one C would be Usyk. So one, two, three. And then yeah, after that you just fill it out with you know Fury, NUA, Loma. I don't know. Is is Javante? No, Javante Davis really hasn't fought. 
I guess, right? Because he, ha- I mean, he's undefeated. Um, yeah. I mean, he's he he's did undefeated. touch up to one forty. Yeah, he's undefeated. He's moved up. I mean, I don't think he. Well, ever Stevenson's going to be on there. I guess I'm, I think Stevenson's resume is probably more impressive. Well, I don't know than Tate than Davis. I would. Put, I don't know. I would put Stevenson. I'd crack him in that number ten spot. Let me see what's on his. Yeah, because I'd probably drop down, you know, Estrada or Joss Taylor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd find a way to get Stevenson in there. But for me, number one is definitely Spence. So, gotcha. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I I I think we should close on a petty note, which is okay. Let's do it. Sometimes some people are so rich they can just be so petty. So, immediately preceding the, you know. Oh, I already know where you're <laughs> after going after the here. fight. <laughs> <laughs> Floyd Mayweather posts that uh, his 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 ticket from the sports book that he just mm-hmm. had a random ten thousand dollars you know he put out of a seat cushion you know like you do right and just put it on a straight bet for you know Canelo to take the L. Uh, nice job, Floyd. <laughs> well played. Well played. Well played. Some people were saying that um, that he didn't post all the other fights where he bet against Canelo yeah. and lost all of his money. Yeah, he's which, def- I mean, which is in the realm of possibility. Oh, I'm, I'm fucking, I'm fucking almost certain Floyd is like one in nine in the last ten Canelo fights. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? He he uh, he got the last one. He's one to zero in his last one. So. But yeah, that was that was that was really petty. I really enjoyed that. I loved it. Fucking loved it. <laughs> All right, are we done? We're done, man. I think so. I think we touched everything, right? Yeah, man. What just what a great you know if, if you know, I woke up Sunday morning, you know, the air it 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 smelled crisper, it tasted better, you know. Water tasted better. It was just, you know, all was right with the world. Yeah, no, Baval did his thing, man. Um, we're proud of him. I, he made his 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 uh, ancestors at HBO proud, man. Yes, he did. So you know what, Jim Lampley and <laughs> and those other fucking matchmakers who were hanging on trying to save HBO boxing in those dying days. They were right, man. They knew it. Yeah, I mean, that was th- their last. That was the, one of their last. They're gonna that they're gonna promote. That they're yep. gonna you know. Yep, they they raised a glass Saturday night when those scorecards came in. Uh, thank you. Everybody. Damn, it's crazy we don't see Jim Lampley anymore, man. No, well, no, he signed to do. No, no, you're right. Is he on Triller? Didn't they pay him a lot of money to qualify? I don't think I so. I feel like I saw his name somewhere. I'll look at. You know what? Next podcast, I'll give you a Jim Lampley update. I need an update. Maybe I'll we get... can get him on the podcast, man. Shit. Hey, you know what? That man makes a lot of money. I don't know if we can afford it. <laughs> <laughs> that man is a boxing hall of famer. I don't think we can afford it. Um, yeah. But I would def- definitely give you an update on his life, what he's been doing, his personal yeah, int- please, his personal interests, and uh, what he has planned for the future. You know. I feel like crying right now because no, I miss no. Jim Lampley so much. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> especially those last couple years, man. Jim, he he would cry on you. Yeah. You know, a guy wins well. a. ABC belt, that interim status, you know, he, he just break down. <laughs> Man, that guy loves some boxing. All right, we are out. We're done. <laughs>